Whether you're rooting for the Vikings to backdoor their way into the playoffs or you're just rooting for draft position, here is your Week 18 rooting guide for the Minnesota Vikings. It's the Lockdown Vikings podcast. You liked it on 3 1, 2, 3. You, like you are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Locked On Vikings podcast, where we're always trying to learn something new. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. And thank you so much to those of you who have listened to this show every single day, all season long. And thank you to those of you who will continue to listen in the offseason. This will be a daily podcast year-round. That's what Locked On Vikings is. So please come hang out for free agency draft season and all of that stuff. If you are new, uh, this is Welcome to Locked On Vikings. My name is Luke. I'll be your host. Uh, and this is the show that we do. Thanks for checking in right before the end of the season here. The Vikings are headed into Detroit to play one final game, and there is a miracle situation where they make the playoffs, but if they don't, we're all kind of looking at draft position. So that's what we're going to look at today. You can always find this show on YouTube or Amazon Fire and Roku if you download the Lockdown Minnesota Sports app, or you can just listen to it wherever you listen to audio podcasts, including Sirius XM, with whom we are partnered. Very excited about that. Today's episode of Locked On Vikings is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. So I want to start today with a rooting guide and talk a little about where you should turn your attention if you're just going to flip on Red Zone or whatever, if you're just going to watch other games because who cares about the Vikings or whatever, and I'm sympathetic to that since they're functionally eliminated. So I'll get you all set up, and then we will still do our prize picks and our bold predictions. Got to keep the traditions up for the last game of the season, probably. I think some of the models put it like a 3% chance, <laughs> which... To be fair, if all 32 teams had an equal chance to win the Super Bowl, you'd have about a 3% chance, and guess what? One of them would be right. So, three isn't zero. We can still make this. So here is how the Vikings make the playoffs. If you are unfamiliar, they've got to go into Detroit. They've got to win that game. They need to overcome the Green Bay Packers, who are a game ahead of them now. If the Green Bay Packers and Minnesota Vikings end up tied in record, the Vikings do still have the tiebreaker, even after that loss on New Year's Eve. For that to happen, they need the Chicago Bears to beat them. We also have a similar situation with the Atlanta Falcons, who are at 8-8. Eight and eight. We need them to lose as well. They play, or with the New Orleans Saints, who are 8-8, eight and eight, the Atlanta, they play the Falcons, who are 7-9. and nine. Uh, And if the Falcons win that game, the Saints fall to 8-8. Eight and eight. We need that to happen, as well as uh, we would need the Bucks to win the NFC South. We would have tiebreakers over the Saints. We would not have tiebreakers over the Buccaneers. Um, so we would need one of those two games to go our way. The Saints would end up eliminated. If uh, they ended up with any kind of like multiple-way tiebreaker, they would end up underneath us in those tiebreakers. So we'd be okay there. Uh, but that wouldn't be the case if the Bucs joined the party at the wild card. So the Bucs need to win the NFC South, however that comes to pass. So we need the... Uh, Packers to lose. We need the Bucks to win the NFC South. Vikings obviously need to win. And then, of course, the Seahawks need to lose. They are also ahead of the Vikings and sitting in playoff position right now. Uh, they play the Arizona Cardinals. 
If you are rooting for playoff position, there it is. There is your rooting guide. You need the Vikings to win. You need Seattle Green Bay to lose, and you need the Bucks to win the NFC South. Pretty simple stuff. If you would like to root for draft position, it gets a little more complicated because not only are you rooting for teams to, you know, leapfrog the Vikings and you'd maybe want the Vikings to lose the game, although I can never root for the Vikings to lose a game. And I, I will say this is pretty low octane. There, I've, I've seen some pretty weird stuff of people saying, like, I'll be so mad if they win this game. You'd be mad. They What? <laughs> it's not that big a deal. Uh, here's the deal. If the Vikings win their game against the Lions, but they do not make the playoffs because they don't get the scenarios that that they think uh, that they need, the highest they can get, it would have to be that Green Bay wins their game, but Seattle does not. So Seattle loses, ends up tied with Minnesota on tiebreakers, ends up getting a, a higher draft pick. Uh, and also the same thing happens with New Orleans. The Vikings cannot overtake Denver and Cincinnati because they don't have head-to-head tiebreakers on them. So Denver and Cincinnati will pick after the Vikings. I believe that is set in stone. Um, and that means that the highest the Vikings can pick is 14, 14th, or the lowest the Vikings can pick is 14th. And I believe they can get all the way to 9th, right, because the Jets are 6-10. and 10. So the Jets could win, the Vikings can lose, they'd both be 7-10. and 10. Maybe they could be eighth. I actually don't know about the tiebreakers there because they're in a different contact uh, conference. But the Vegas Raiders, Chicago Bears, and Atlanta Falcons all sitting at seven and nine with the Vikings who are at seven and nine. If the Vikings lose their game and those three, any of those three teams win, they, of course, will leapfrog the Vikings as well. And the Vikings will move ahead of them in draft order. So the Vikings can go from ninth to 14th between winning and losing, right? Uh that's not that that's pretty minimal. Um, there's actually uh, something from Skull Analytics, who's a, a, a small analytics account on Twitter that does a lot of stuff that I like. I really like reading uh, his WordPress, who recently said um, measured by pro football references adjusted or approximate value metric, which is imperfect. But when we are talking about large scale things like this, it's kind of the only stat that even attempts to be that large scale on a player to player basis and compare, you know, linebackers to guards. Um, The 10th overall pick will prove less valuable than the 22nd overall pick in the draft about 40% of the time. So if you had the 10th pick and I had the 22nd pick 60, 40, you get the better player. We're talking about marginal advantage, and it's not nothing, right? It's, it's you know, to, to trade up from, from 14th overall to 9th overall would cost draft capital, right? If you wanted to pick 9th and you ended up 14th, there would be some value lost in that, um, but it would be fairly minimal. Like, if it is bad, it's not that big a deal. And I think all the time about Doug Peterson in 2020 sitting Jalen Hurts for... Who even was Nate Sudfeld uh, at the at halftime of a game that they were getting blown out in? Uh, essentially saying, all right, franchise quarterback, you're out. You're not getting hurt. Right. And he I think they played it off as like a true benching, which didn't make a lot of sense. But I think enough to be plausible deniability. But players were super pissed. Doug Peterson lost the locker room and Doug Peterson got fired. And not to mention, that was like three years after Doug Peterson won the Eagles the first Super Bowl ever. Right. Like if Kevin O'Connell won the Super Bowl next year. And then got fired three years after that. Like, that'd be pretty astonishing, right? Like, dude, dude should get a statue. Uh, and I think he he does have one outside of the Lincoln financial field. 
But the, the overarching point I'm making is everyone relax a little bit. If you want your rooting guide and you want to, you know, hope for these teams and hope for not these teams, that's fine. But it's not going to be the difference between like getting a quarterback and not getting a quarterback. It might be the difference between getting the top quarterback and not the top quarterback. But this is not a draft where that is consensus. It was Caleb Williams for a long time and, and it might Caleb Williams might still go first overall. But it's not going to be, I think, a, a move that every single person on in the world agrees with. Like, it's very, very debatable. Uh, speaking of Caleb Williams, if you go to patreon.com slash NFL, you can see an hour-long breakdown of Caleb Williams that I did this week that I'm very, very proud of. Um, all of that is a, is a conversation for another day. But if you want to root for the Vikings to get a quarterback, because that's really what you're rooting for when you're rooting for draft position. You want the Vikings to get a quarterback. Here's what you also have to root for, right? You need trade targets up there because the number one overall pick will belong to the Chicago Bears via the Panthers. They're probably not going to trade with us to the number one overall pick to give us our quarterback. Maybe they will. I don't know. The Vikings like, do like to trade in the division, so maybe I shouldn't be so, so certain about that. But I don't see it like particularly uh, likely, right? They might trade down with somebody else. But looking at teams that the Vikings would trade with, I look at perhaps Arizona, right? Let's say they decide they're going to stick with Kyler Murray. Where do we want them to pick, right? Uh, do we want them to lose and for New England and Washington to win so that they represent a pick that the Vikings can trade up to that's a little higher and, and gets us more of the pick of the litter, right? If the Vikings end up ninth and the Cardinals end up second, that feels feasible. Feels like something that the Vikings can possibly do. I mean, the, the Panthers moved up from eighth to first or ninth to first, right? To get Bryce Young. So like there's very much precedent for that. That feels very much in the realm of possibility. Um, the Giants also similarly, I don't think they're going to move on from Daniel Jones. I don't think they can. I don't think that they're looking to draft a quarterback right now. Um, the Chargers, they are also at five and 11. So that four, five, six glut um, of teams that I don't think will be in the market for a quarterback come draft time. I could, of course, I could be wrong, right? The, the Giants had a disaster of an offense offensive season, but the, they, they they made a commitment to, to Daniel Jones that they're still pretty stuck in. Um and I could see them being a little bit more willing to trade down. I actually really like the idea of trading up with the Chargers because I think they will want to trade down and, and you know amass more capital, amass more, more draft picks because they need to replenish that roster. So you're looking for teams like Arizona, the Giants, and the Chargers to lose. And then, of course, you're looking for teams like Atlanta and Chicago to lose. And what's really fun, someone pointed this out to me the other day, uh, Atlanta, you really or you want Atlanta and Chicago to win. And they play New Orleans and Green Bay, respectively, which if you're rooting for playoff position, you also want that same result. So you really can straddle the line here between hoping the Vikings make the playoffs and also hoping they get a good draft pick. Like you can kind of root for both at the same time this week. Go Falcons, go Bears. And yeah, if the Vikings lose, if th those things all happen, then we're still going to end up being all right. Um... Let's move on to some prize picks and, and some thoughts about how this game will go, because it is a, a weird emotional situation that the Vikings are in, and I kind of want to drive at that, and plus I've got your bold predictions, all that coming up. Today's episode of Locked On Vikings is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn is the best place to find your next hire. It's not just another job board. 
it is one and you should definitely put your resume or your job openings out there. But LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals and it makes it a great place to go get that quality candidate and that person that fits you and your company and your culture, especially if you're a small business owner, those things are not cookie cutter, right? Everyone is, every every business is its own unique entity with its own unique challenges and its own unique needs. LinkedIn understands that, and that's why they want to expose you to an entirely gigantic pool of applicants, but also give you tools like screening uh, questions and job description, writing assistance tools that can help you really narrow down what those applicants, uh, what that pile of applicants looks like so that it's a more manageable amount of people and that it's more tailored to your needs. The process is intuitive, quick, and easy, and crucially, it's free. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Vikings your first listen of the day each and every day of this here NFL season. For your next listen, why don't you go check out the 24-7 Lockdown Minnesota Sports YouTube stream. It's first of its kind uh, live 24-7 stream of Minnesota sports content. You're not going to find anything else like it. And if you're interested in more national stuff, you can find the same thing on Locked On Sports Today, but for all sports. It's like our own flagship. It's almost like a TV channel for Locked On Sports of shows like this one for every team, college, all of that. Let's move on to the prize picks, prized picks. This will be the last one we do for the season. I don't think I'm going to take it into the playoffs. Unless you guys like really want that, like let me know. Um... Because I'm happy to, but otherwise, you know, we'll, we'll be on to off. We'll be talking about like contracts by then. Um, in this segment, we do some prize picks. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. You pick some of your favorite players and then prize picks sets an amount more than or less than. And all you got to do is pick one. Uh, slam them all together and see if you can get them all right for a awesome payout. Uh, so here's the deal, how I'm feeling about this game before I get into the actual specific picks. I'm feeling some overs, y'all. No. Picks. I'm feeling some more thans, y'all. <laughs> I'm feeling there might be some offensive production here. Um, both because of the state of both of these defenses, what happened in the first game, and what seems to be a problem that the Vikings haven't really figured out how to solve defensively, right, in the last three games. They've been, I mean, or, or call it the last nine quarters if you want to be pedantic about the Bengals game, but uh, teams have basically driven up and down the field on them at will since that fourth quarter meltdown in Cincinnati. I don't really see that changing, uh, especially since it's one of the same offenses that already has a proof of concept out there, and it's a good offense, too. Um... But here is what I see in this game. I, I kind of lamented it this week because I, I think the Vikings play at their best when they're loose and they're loose when the stakes are low. But then when the stakes are high is when you get stuff like, you know, debacles at New Year's Eve, the playoff debacle last year, um, fourth quarter meltdowns and such this year. Uh, they, they've sort of taken on this character where they tighten up, Right. But they're going to be pretty loose this time, I think, because you have very much nothing to lose. Uh, you you are 
long shots to make the playoffs even if you win. So just go out there and, and get those, you know, yardage milestones for for Jordan Addison and, and Justin Jefferson. They're both within striking distance of a thousand yard seasons. Uh go just go out there and ball, right? Just go play. Nick Mullins is gonna start. He's gonna he will definitely generate offensive production. He will generate numbers. I'll say that much. He'll 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 put up a stat sheet with some large numbers on it. And we just have to hope they're in the right columns. But uh, for that reason, because I don't really believe in either of these defenses versus either of these offenses, and because I think this game is going to play out a little loose, and I think the Vikings will be able to sort of go play at their best because they're loose, um, I am taking all more thans. Nick Mullins, more than 266 and a half passing yards. Jared Goff, more than 225 and a half passing yards. I think that is an amount that is set that's a little worried about Goff getting pulled at halftime. Uh, so I, I love that more than because I don't think Dan Campbell will. I just, I just don't see him as that kind of coach. I don't see him as the coach that is always looking ahead to the next thing. I think he's where his feet is, you know, uh, or he's where his feet are. He he is going to come out saying, no, I would like to beat the absolute living crap out of this division. I would like to sleep to sweep the Vikings who the Vikings have, have given the Detroit Lions hell for a decade, right? Uh, I think he would like to sweep the Vikings and say, F you guys, we're putting up 50 on you if we can. I think he wants to do that. Uh, plus, they're angry coming off that Cowboys game. They are going to have some rage. Uh, and I think they believe in momentum going into the playoffs, right? They don't want to have like a sleepy game where they miss half. I just, I don't see guys getting pulled unless they're getting pulled for the normal reason that you would pull the quarterback at halftime. Like they're up 40, right? Or something like that. But I don't see them doing it just to like keep guys healthy. Uh, just doesn't feel like the character of the lions to me, but seems like prize picks is sort of hedging against that. Um, I also went with Jordan Addison, more than 49 and a half receiving yards. I think he needs like 160 some to get uh, a thousand yard seasons. We got a bold prediction about that. I believe we should have a bold prediction about it. Yeah, we do. Uh, and then, w which we will get to in a moment. Um, but I also put Justin Jefferson, more than 88 and a half receiving yards. Uh, I, I will be curious to see. And I talked about this on the crossover a little bit, but there is definitely something to how much effort do the Lions put into fixing specifically their problems against the Vikings here? Like, I do think they're going to approach this week. Like, it's a game against the Vikings that they want to win. And they have this tape from two weeks ago. Um, so I, I, I wonder just how much they adjust versus how much they say, you know what, let's just play this straight up. And uh, we'll, we'll save all of our tricky tricks and, and major adjustments and, you know, keep our cards close to the chests for the playoffs. Not skipping this game by any means, but let's, you know, let's not reveal anything we don't have to. Um, I, I'm curious, but I do think that Justin Jefferson, again, with everybody playing loose and the pressure being off a little bit because so much of the Vikings fate is out of their own hands. It kind of feels like that's when you see them at their best, right? When they're down 30, 33 to nothing. When they're when they're you know two and four and playing against the San Francisco 49ers that nobody expects them to beat, that's when it feels like you get the best thing out of the Vikings, and this feels like one of those situations possibly, uh, or at least on offense. On defense, they got I think bigger structural problems that are going to require an offseason, some roster building, and and a lot more thought to 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 take care of. At least in my opinion, um, we got bold predictions coming up, so. Uh, Make sure you savor it, because we're not going to be able to have these for a while. Today's episode of Locked On Vikings is brought to you by BetterHelp. 
It's online therapy made easy. If you are interested in getting into therapy, or even if you're not, you should probably listen to this because therapy is, I, I think, overly stigmatized, especially in the United States, if that's where you live, especially with, with fellas, boys, pals, dudes, buds. We got to talk about that a little bit. Therapy is nothing uh, different, at least in my opinion. It's it's no different than going to the gym, but it's just going to the gym for your mental health, right? It's taking care of your mind as much as you take care of your body. Uh, BetterHelp can help you get set up with therapy and break that ice, break that barrier that can be so intimidating to, to get into because if you get hooked up with a therapist uh, that you don't like, they will help you find another therapist. And until you get somebody that you drive with. So no matter how bad of an experience you have, it's not that hard to just try again until you find something that works for you. And I, I've been in therapy for years. Uh, and whether it's a good week or a bad week, it really helps keep me on the straight and narrow. So I, I highly recommend it to everybody. Uh, visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off of your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. It's time to get bold. It's time for the bold prediction segment. <laughs> this is my favorite part of the week. This is where I take your bold predictions, read them out loud. If any of them hit, I get punished. This has not yet happened this year, and that's the way it should be. We got one more week to get these bold predictions in, and we got some very, very fun ones this time. Uh, let's go back to last week's and see if any of these hit. Jace Evers said that Ty Chandler would have more touchdowns than the Packers would score points. Nope. He did not score 33 touchdowns in a game. Max Browse, everybody was very bullish on this game <laughs> in the pulled predictions. All of them like uh, implied very good Vikings wins. <laughs> that did not happen. Uh, Max Browse said that Greg Joseph would miss what would have been a game-winning field goal as time expires. So we're already out. Uh, the miss would also cause someone to lose their fantasy football Super Bowl from uh, James and Arif's Hell League. So for those unfamiliar, the Hell League is a specific uh, fantasy league with with a very broken scoring system that's that's mostly a joke, but is becoming a culture. Um, James Pogoshnik is writing about it on Wide Left, which I also guest write for on Wednesdays. Um. And it's the kickers get more points than anybody. That's like part of the joke. So if the field goal miss could cause you to like lose your thing. Unfortunately, none of the Hell League championships, and there are eight iterations of that league, if I recall, had Greg Joseph or Anders Carlson in their uh, in, in their lineups. So unfortunately, this one was over before it started. Minnesota Sports Appreciator said that in honor of balls dropping on NYE, the Vikings and Packers will get the party started with a combined 10 drops between the two teams. I looked this up. I, I, I use uh, PFF's drops. I think that they are... I, I certainly wouldn't use PFRs. They barely count drops. Um, and PFF is the next most convenient thing for me. So I went with that. Uh, they credited both teams combined with two drops. No drops on the Vikings. Couple by uh, Packers players that you probably remember, but none of the Vikings were credited with a drop, at least not by Pro Football Focus. Definitely a stat that makes sense when you look at it all the time and is very consistent in how it is tracked. Uh, Shadow Flame said that three interceptions would be thrown by the Vikings, but each by a different player. Uh, did not get that. Nick Mullins started, or uh, Jaren. Well, we could have had that, had that, couldn't we have? Because we had uh, one and two. We had Hall and, and Mullins, but. 
We didn't get our third. Uh, and then School Train 87 said the most rushing yards in a game by a Vikings running back versus the Packers was Adrian Peterson with 210. Most by a quarterback was Dante Culpepper in 2001. And the Vikings starting running back and quarterback would break those records in the game. Nope. <laughs> no, sir. Uh, let's move on to something that could possibly be a little bit happier, happier or at least less of a bummer. I never want to talk about that game again. Uh, JV Swaps says that in this week 18 tilt versus the Detroit Lions, that Nick Mullins will throw four picks to the exact same players as last time. Now, if I recall, that's one to Brian Branch and three to Kirby Joseph. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. Uh, but that that's off the dome what I believe happened on the Christmas game. So three, we're going to have another Kirby Joseph hat trick and a Brian Branch interception. Uh, Brian Bronduin says that the Vikings will win by exactly eight and finish the season with a point differential of zero. <laughs> that would be, I want that one to happen so much. Oh my goodness, do I want this to hit uh, zero point differential after so much was made about point differential last year and weirdly nothing made about the Vikings point differential this year, even though they were like one in four with like a plus 32 differential it was the exact same point, but the opposite. So nobody's going to talk about it because that would mean you have to say something positive about the Vikings and nobody wants to do that when it's the Kirk Cousins team. We know that's that to be the case. I'm all over the national media this year. Absolutely terrible year for sports media. Uh, please con continue to listen to the Lockdown Network, which is the only uh, serious place now that uh, provides national coverage of sports. Uh, <laughs> Jordan Barrett says that both JJ and Addison would reach 1K yards on the season, but neither will be the leader in receiving yards this game. Absolutely love that because that requires Jordan Addison to get like 160 some yards. It requires Justin Jefferson to get, I think, 118 yards. Uh, and that means somebody else would have to have a 200 yard game on the way back. That absolutely tracks. I'm on Ross St. Brown. You're our guy, right? Or Jamison Williams, just to like really, really stick it to my takes. Mike Dunn says that the Vikings will convert a two point conversion to an eligible tackle to win the game. Obviously playing on the thing that happened to the Lions last week uh, against the Cowboys, which was, I, I think, definitely a hose job, but uh, if you missed it, of course, the, the Cowboys or the, the Lions ha had a touchdown to tie it. They score, but instead of kicking the extra point, they go for two to win it. They run a tackle eligible play. The reporting gets messed up. Illegal formation penalty. They got to try again. They do try again. And there's another penalty on the Cowboys this time for a third attempt. And then the third attempt doesn't. Get so the whole deal is the Cowboys end up winning. Lions feel like they should have had it. Uh, and they are really, really pissed off about it. It would be incredibly funny of the Vikings to go for anything tackle eligible. So I'm going to open this up. I will say any tackle eligible touchdown, any offensive line touchdown. Um, I would say the offensive lineman has to catch the touchdown, not just we did six O-line and, and we had somebody like run out in the flat just to run a decoy route or something. No, this needs to actually be like the tackle catches the touch. We need like a Blake Brandell touchdown or something crazy like that. Uh, and it can be a two point conversion. It can be a touchdown and I don't need it to be the thing that wins the game. If it happens, we, if they run tackle eligible on the goal line, you get it. Mike Dunn, you win. <laughs> uh, Walker says that the Vikings will break the record for most turnovers in a game and that the game would still be a one score game. So here's the deal. I don't know if you looked this up, because I think this is this is too far fetched. The record for most turnover in a game is uh, a three way tie 
between a 1965 Pittsburgh Steelers game, a 1950 Chicago Cardinals game, and a 1940 Detroit Lions game, which all of that is pre-Super Bowl era and turnovers were way more common. Like I've gotten a couple of these bold predictions and I feel like I I probably should have dialed them back more than I did. So we're going to do that today. But like before like 1980, turnovers would happen like a third of the time. Like it was just not that, that, like it would be abnormal to see a game with no turnovers in it, um, which is not the case anymore. Offenses are better, right? Everything is more precise, but quarterbacks used to really stink. Uh, they, like the old adage is if Terry Bradshaw were ported out of the seventies and suited up today, he probably wouldn't be a starting quarterback. Like it's just a different game and, and the, the level and quality of play has gone up and Hey, you know, great for us, right? We get to watch better quarterbacks. Um, Super Bowl era record is 11 from a 1978 Chargers game. So I'll tell you this. I'll do this. Let's cut that 12 record in half and let's say six turnovers and we'll say between the two teams. Six turnovers between the two teams uh, would be a lot, right? That's still quite a bit of turning in the ball over um, and that the game would still be a one score game despite that. We need six. And and a one score game will parlay those together. So I'll call it that. Finally, Stampede says that the ending of this of the ending score of the game will perfectly mirror the Vikings record at the end of the game. So if the Vikings lose, they will lose seven to ten or if they win, they will win nine to eight. Uh, absolutely adore this. <laughs> it's a very, very, very bold, very unlikely. But I feel like that would be such a great way to round out the season. Look, here's the deal. Like I said, offseason is is this show will not skip a beat. We are going to stay five five days a week throughout the whole off season. Um, so we got draft stuff coming up, free agency stuff coming up. I will be taking your cap questions. I will be explaining the cap a lot over the next month or so, because there's some complicated things going on with the Neil Hunter and, and Kirk cousins and, uh, possibly more complicated things going on with other contracts and what, what happens with Jefferson and all that stuff. There's so much to talk about. So, I love you guys. I hope I see you on the other side. If I don't, if you if you check out of the Vikings and you, and you only come back right before next season, that is also fine. I love you. I hope you come back to me next season, and that'll be great. But for all the rest of you, I will see you on Monday. And as always, Skull.